hi B. thank you so much for joining us today it's really nice to have um you know an avid community member on because you've you've co-hosted quite a few hours with us so thank you for joining us we're looking forward to finding out a little bit more about you hi michelle um yeah thanks for having me um i always enjoy a, a busy sunday evening um so yeah looking forward to this yeah, so it's always good fun and it's always lovely when I see your name pop up in the inbox for UK Run Chat to say you'd like to volunteer to come and host an hour. <laughs> Great. So, I mean, how did you kind of become part of the UK Run Chat community? Where did that start? Oh my gosh, I can't even really remember. I've been on Twitter since 2014, 2013, 2014. Um, I don't know if you guys were around then or not. <laughs> Yeah, we were. Yeah, we've been going quite a little bit longer than that. Yeah. There you go. So I must have joined as just kind of a more silent participant. Yeah. For a while. And I think I hosted the first one 2018, 2019-ish. So, yeah. Just, just sat there and uh, responded to questions for a couple of years and then decided I wanted to join in. Yeah, no, it's, it's good fun. I, I love, I, I've hosted a few hours myself in my time and it's always nice finding a bit more about people, isn't it? And exactly. just diving into debate. So what kind of things did you, you know, did you learn about the community over your time hosting? Um, yeah, just, it's so many different runners. So, you know, like we come from um, all different types of, places you know like different jobs different backgrounds um and yeah different types of runners you know like shorter distance longer distance we're all very different but yeah. it's something running is something that unites us basically yeah because i think that's the nice thing it's it literally every kind of runner is in there yeah and it's just it's always nice to see them coming together on a sunday evening yeah, so t tell us a little bit about yourself then. So how did your kind of running start personally? Tell us a little bit about your background. Yeah, personally. So when <clears throat> when I went to school, I actually hated running. I hated running for a very long time. <laughs> um, and then I think it was 2009, um, my partner, my ex-husband and I split up and I got back into I played a lot of other sports when I grew up so I was into sports but not running yeah. um so I kind of like typically what a lot of us I think women do I started looking after myself started going to the gym started running on the treadmill funnily enough um enjoyed that strangely enough and then I started running outdoors and one of my friends had gotten into running a little bit as well around the same time and she dragged me into a um, race for life 5k. Yeah. In Guildford. And that was my first race. <laughs> um, and then I just kind of, yeah, just took it from there. Um, started. So my next goal then was 10k. And I'm like, I'll be, I'll be happy with 10k's. I don't need to go any further. Um, ran my first 10k. They were handing out leaflets for the first for the inaugural Croydon half marathon of that race I signed up 
it snowballs, doesn't it? Yeah, it's just things. snowballed. I did a distance and I'm like, oh, really enjoy that. Actually, I want to push more. Um, did the half and then signed up for, at that time, it wasn't a, um, a ballot yet, signed up for the um, Berlin Marathon in yeah, 2010 wow. or 2011 um so yeah it was just first come first serve so that was my first marathon and that's kind of how it started so incrementally kind of increasing the distance over like a year and a half to my first marathon and yeah. then did a couple more marathons and then got into triathlons and duathlons as well so yeah, oh, that's brilliant. You, you say that was a long time. I think that's like quick compared. I'm thinking what my journey was. I think I was about 14 years to my first marathon. So, yeah. Okay. How, how, you how are a runner. You were a runner for a lot longer. Yeah. I, think so. <laughs> I guess how, much how, younger. How, was, how was the first marathon then in Berlin? How? Absolutely. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. I have paced myself well enough to feel like. I know this sounds crazy, but I'm like, I finished. I'm like, hmm, could have gone a little bit farther. <laughs> it was a matter of pacing myself so yeah. I didn't kill myself, basically. That's brilliant because, yeah, sometimes it can be a shock to the system, a first marathon. Yeah, so, um, and, yeah, the atmosphere was great. I love Berlin Marathon. So I straight, again, still not a ballot race. Signed up for the next one. I do have, like, family um, in Germany as well, so it was kind of a – a go-to for me so did did berlin again the year after as well and got a pb <laughs> oh wow <clears throat> oh that's nice so did your family come out and support you there um some of them did yes so that was nice too and some friends that i have there as well yeah um, yeah Oh, nice. Yeah, so that was my kind of first journey into marathons. It's funny. I mean, I've got, I've gone to longer distances initially, and then uh, trained for um, an Ironman triathlon as well. Eventually, yeah. Okay. Um, and I overcooked it a little bit. Um, say I probably didn't recover enough and train too much didn't take any time off I did that Ironman and then basically my body crashed um and I felt quite unwell like just almost a little bit like chronic fatigue yeah. so I was definitely overtrained um and maybe it was the start of me going and starting perimenopause looking back at it I don't know um, so then I started doing shorter distances and then I got into racing duathlons, which is, um, run, cycle, run basically. And I did quite well with that, um, cause there's no swimming involved. So I was pretty fast. I won some races. Um, and now I've kind of gone all the way back. I just run for enjoyment now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and, and you help others of course now, don't you? Um, um, yes, so I very quickly in 2012 there, you know, like um, UK Athletics started to push the um, various um, leader and coaching um, courses that, you know, we're now very used to. So I got my leadership in running fitness in 2012 and started up a beginner's running group around Croydon. So so yeah, I led that for about four or five years. Um, 
and yeah then other things took over but yeah i introduced probably a good 150 200 um people mostly women yeah um into running as well who oh, been that's fantastic. Before. yes is, is that group still going then without you yeah. um they were until the lady who took over from me became pregnant just around pre-covid and it, but they integrated quite well into my local running club who now have sort of a, a group that is run walk yeah um so yes it kind of it, it was a good push for them when we stopped for them to actually continue it's just not an individual anymore yeah, um, it can be hard work running a group, can't it? It is because it's it's a massive commitment. We started with one run a week. That was fine. And then everyone wanted a second one, so I obliged. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there was a lot of running with, with that group that was obviously always um, a little bit slower running as well, obviously, because it, it kind of had a mix of pure beginners and sort of people who had kind of done a couch to 5k but didn't feel comfortable joining an actual running club a more serious running club so yeah um so just let me take you back a minute because you mentioned um perimenopause back then mm -hmm. you were doing your iron man and i'm i'm particularly interested in this topic at the moment um that you know women are talking a lot more about it aren't we yeah so i just thought we'd just delve into that for a little bit if that's sure. okay with you and just sure. i mean how how did it personally affect you um like i said i think when i how old was i then 42 so when i started having these overtraining problems i think some of it might have been that i started entering also having hormonal changes um so just being you know being not all of a sudden from one month to the next just not being able to do what i was able to do energy wise um you know and then obviously all the typical all the other kind of typical symptoms that we get but it was mainly just what affected my running most was the need for much longer recovery so just not being able to do same distance um not run as often um mixing it up a little bit but yeah i just had to cut down it was quite funny because when i completely rested i didn't feel well either so it I had to find that balance between staying active but not overdoing it and that just became quite a balancing act. So, um, and I find that's still like that today because I'm still in perimenopause now. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I still find that I just have to be way kinder to myself and just kind of go with with um, with my energy levels. Um, and you know, if I can push on a particular day, I won't. But initially, I had a really hard time accepting that I couldn't do what I wanted to do and what I've been doing for a couple of years. Um, so I found that mentally a massive struggle. Yeah, it, it is tough mentally, I think, isn't it? Because suddenly you go from being competitive. I mean, you you, you know, and yeah. to, to realising that actually what's what's going on, what have I done wrong? And of course, it's it's just a natural occurrence, isn't it? Yeah, and not. 
obviously I understand like every you know I, I have some I kind of um a strength coach and kind of rehab specialist as well so I do work a lot with actually perimenopausal and menopausal um women and we all have a very different experience yeah some of them have it have had it worse than me way worse um other ones have kind of cruised through it yeah um so everyone has their own journey and you know yeah so you can't just apply kind of the same solution for everyone but it's really just um which I found hard listening, starting to listen to your body, basically, and <laughs> yeah, do what it tells you to do. And that's tough when you think, uh, mentally, you think I should be able to do this. So, um, yeah, you know. it's hard, isn't it? You find, I think you find as you train in endurance running, you, you get that mental toughness to push through. But yeah. You have to kind of learn to back off a bit, don't you, in perimenopause and think. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, yeah. I went out. I remember I went out, I was still training. A couple of weeks later, I then decided to drop that second Ironman race, but I was still training for that. And I went, we were in a, on a triathlon holiday basically for a week. And I got up early and went out <clears throat> on my long, sort of a longish run. It wasn't actually that long, maybe 14, 15K. Um, and um, it was sort of, four times i planned to do like four circuits around a 4k course basically and after three i was just like i had to stop and walk and i started crying because i'm like but i should be able to do this and you've got to be stronger and i thought i was mentally weak right um so yeah it's it can be a real struggle and it can take some time to kind of um, come to terms with it yeah so, yeah it can so i mean what what training sessions sorry what training strategies would you recommend for runners going through perimenopause then you mentioned a few there like more recovery days perhaps just being a bit definitely anything else. <clears throat> um so what helped me was just i i switched my running to much shorter distances yeah so that's kind of how i got into to do athlons as well actually um, and I did like super sprints mainly, which is 3K run, 10, 12K bike and 3K run. Um, so my whole training was geared toward that. So all of a sudden, all that, you know, like my longest run <laughs> during that time probably was like seven, eight miles maximum, right? Um, and I've, even though I was at a competitive level at that time, um, I felt like that the shorter distances suited me much better than the um, shorter, sharper stuff rather than the long, long distances, which just really tired me out. Yeah. Um, I got into strength training a lot more during that time as well. Um, and I felt that really, really benefited me um, because before I'd done it sort of mm, a bit half-arsed, um occasionally but um yeah took up strength training which i found really beneficial for myself and um my diet hadn't been bad but together with one of the symptoms i had and i know that a lot a lot of my clients have 
um, when they enter perimenopause is all of a sudden you struggle with eating certain foods. Yeah. Get a lot more kind of IBS type symptoms. So upset stomach, bloating, um, <clears throat> that kind of stuff. So I had to, again, listen to my body and go, okay, you might really like that food, but it's really not good for you. Yeah. Um, so I had to kind of, yeah, or eat less of it. So there were just certain foods and some of them are the typical foods and some are just very random. Like I love lentils, but I can't eat any more lentils. Beans oh, are fine, yeah. can't eat any, you know, healthy yeah. and all that. But um, so yeah, I just kind of had to adjust my diet as well and just make sure that um, I kind of keep those um, IBS symptoms um, kind of under control yeah um so those were the big ones um and sleep is always still a problem for me uh, yeah i was that's going to mention sleep because that's obviously crucial to athlete. recovery yes recovery isn't it so and obviously sleep is impacted greatly isn't it um, yes hormonal changes so my my sleep is great in phases and then absolutely horrible <laughs> other times and i try and do whatever i can with sleep hygiene you know like the right temperature dark um kind of blocking out the noise you know whatever i can do getting off the phone early and sometimes it's still it's literally just a hormones driving it for me i can do whatever i want and sometimes i just sleep don't sleep well at all um and that obviously means that, you know, you do need more recovery, um, maybe less running um, and, yeah, just kind of not overdoing it. But it's it's a balance you have to strike. Obviously, you don't just want to sit around and that probably doesn't make you feel any better either. Um, sometimes you get it right and sometimes you get it wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all a bit of an experiment, isn't yeah. it? Like you say, everybody's different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, what about kind of, I mean, I know a lot of women experience kind of mental health kind of an anxiety, really. Um, oh, man. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've definitely had issues with that a lot more. And it, it, it comes and strikes you and know, like, these things never really used to bother me. And all of a sudden, yeah, there's... Um, just you don't even know where it comes from and you would just wake up in the morning and it's not even anything half the time I couldn't even pinpoint what it was and you just feel really really anxious so obviously working out going for a run can help with that um for sure yeah um I ended up when that got to a point where I'm like why am I putting up with this and I kind of exhausted all the other avenues, you know, eating as healthily as I could, um, working out, kind of get, getting that right balance and everything. Um, I ended up um, going on um, HRT. Right. Okay. Yeah. 2021. So about two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what difference has that made for you personally? Um it was it for me it helped me quite quickly as well so within a couple of days um i i came home after a long day and i started cooking i was dancing around in the kitchen i'm like what is going on with me 
um for me it really helped helped me very quickly but that's not the same for everyone um so it's yeah it man except for maybe the sleep it actually i felt there was a massive difference with a lot of my symptoms um like having to get up at night and you know go to the bathroom and that kind of stuff that that um, almost stopped before then i woke up four times a night and had to go um so yeah it just made a massive difference and then i could again work on other kind of things um in regards to my mental health and the anxiety but when you kind of feeling so low with your hormones um sometimes you just it's hard to find a way out so <clears throat> made a massive difference for me yeah you, you kind of lack motivation when you're feeling like that i think sometimes don't you exactly and then you're in that vicious cycle and it's very hard to come out of so i was able to then work kind of mentally work on you know like um you know like sort of like cbt you know re reframing my thinking around training and other things and, and just uh be more motivated be more proactive not procrastinate over things which were driving my anxiety as well so yeah 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 i'll tell you the worst thing i i find about perimenopause because i'm kind of going through the early stages mm. the moment, and it's just the it's the intense sweating every time I go for a run. Like I love winter because <laughs> I don't get so hot. I, summer running, oh no, I just can't I, do it at the moment. I totally agree with you. I I used to love summers. Yeah, I used same. to love it. Hate it winter, and sort of the last couple of years, I'm like I'm I'm thriving in winter and spring and autumn, but summer running really <laughs> you got any tips i'll be happy to hear them <laughs> um i mean the hrt helped definitely helped a little bit um i noticed as well when i was going to the gym and um i didn't realize it until i went on hrt how quicker i just kind of overheated in whatever workout situation and the first time I went to the gym when I was in HRT and I was training with one of my mates and I'm like, I feel so different. I'm not like, I, I wasn't even sweating. I was just felt I wasn't overheating uh, in the same way. So, um, yeah, that actually it helped with that as well to a degree. Yeah. I still prefer even being on HRT. I still prefer winter. All yes. of a sudden. <laughs> just not the ice the coolness no 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 but no um but but everything else just colder temperatures are totally my thing now <laughs> <laughs> yes i'm with you there mm. oh thanks for being so honest about that kind of you know that journey that you've been through with perimenopause i think that'll yeah. help um sure i think it's important we hear about you know some of the things that not everyone talks about and you feel less alone and you're like oh Oh, so I'm not strange. I'm not, you know, like weird. <laughs> yeah, you do. I'm not going I think, mad. Yeah, I think sometimes you think it's just you, don't you? And like, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I'm a coach, and I've, I've had like clients um, experience just little annoying, niggly injuries, and you kind of figure out through talking to them that that, that could be caused by perimenopause yep. and, and they haven't even realized and then they go to the doctor and, and the doctor's kind of like yeah we, we can help you with hormones um, 
and it, yeah it's just it's talking about it I think helps you realize that other people are going through the same thing and that it's not just you exactly I mean I'm so glad we're talking about it more yeah. I I just can't imagine how my mom went through that yeah <laughs> you know, I was like um because I don't know my mom obviously my grandma they never said anything they just kind of lived through it and probably went through exactly the same feelings so yeah but never never ever talked about it yeah never. exactly yeah um, I mean so c can you recommend any kind of books or resources or anything that have helped you through kind of learning more about this that we can direct oh I'm so terrible with book titles <laughs> and names of authors um I could send you some through but on top of my head um I did read a couple of books um I did a couple of courses as well as a coach um as well but I'm so bad with book titles put me on the spot <laughs> oh well if, if you think if you remember any yeah. you will pop them in the show notes yeah um, sounds good <laughs> yeah drop me drop me a note after this That's will do <laughs> and <laughs> um, so what I mean what are you kind of you said you're running for joy now are you still doing races and things what what you kind um, of work towards at the moment I didn't for quite a while so it was really just I yeah life with COVID and even pre-COVID had changed quite a bit so running eventually kind of took more of a not a backseat but it was a little bit less important for my life um and last year was the first year in a long time I've done a race again and that was actually I came across um a charity called NACOA um National Association of Children of Alcoholics because my mom was an alcoholic um and that it's just a wonderful charity um and they had spaces available for the london landmarks huh yeah okay so i ran that last year with um silly me with a meniscus injury so i run walked it <laughs> and then couldn't walk for about three weeks um yeah don't do that no <laughs> um I've recovered from that now. Um, that was a great experience. It wouldn't have been a race that I would have done a couple of years ago, but I ran, walked it. I high-fived all the kids. Um, there's a lot of support. So it was a very different experience from me, you know, competing in duathlons and going for, you know, like aiming to win races and obviously going for PBs and marathons and Ironman to just kind of, yeah totally different experience but it was just just as lovely so i signed up for the ballot for the london landmarks half and guess what i got in oh, wow. <clears throat> so i'm doing it again this year oh lovely so when is oh, that is, is it spring yeah it's uh two weeks before london so on the 7th yeah. of april so and, so, and so no no injuries to speak of at the moment. No, no, thank goodness. Oh, uh, yeah, knock on wood. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> um. So yeah, but it will be again. It'll be just literally just for fun. One of my clients signed up as well. He's running it for charity this year. Um, with a charity place. So 
Yeah, it, it. I've kind of come full circle. I started running. I was still in a corporate job, and I started running because it relieved my stress. I wasn't thinking of doing races initially. I, I was getting outside and kind of just, um, yeah, just relieving the stress of work and stuff, and I loved it. Um, so I'm kind of back in the same place. Yeah, oh, good. So, I mean, what does a typical training week look like for you then at the moment? How often are you getting out? <laughs> um, so I mix the running these days with uh, strength training. So I, at the moment, I'm just building up my long run, basically, because it's nine weeks, eight yeah. and a half, nine weeks, um, very gingerly, um, because I'm still sort of, still want to be careful i don't think the knee issue will come back um so building that up slowly and then i do uh sometimes a quick treadmill run or something on the elliptical in the gym um and then one more run during the week which is a bit shorter and a bit um faster yeah yeah so and about two strength training sessions per week as well so four to five sessions per week but only about two to three are running um and yeah that works well um yeah that's that's a far cry from going out six days a week <laughs> running yeah, 120k yeah. a week or something like that it's very different but um yeah, it's become about enjoyment again. It's funny when I was very competitive at some stage, every training session obviously kind of had a purpose. Yeah. You had to, so I had to run to a particular heart rate or a particular pace or whatever was on the training plan for my coach. Because um, I could have coached myself, but I always found it easier to have a coach who was telling me what to do as well yeah you've got a bit of accountability that way yeah exactly um, yeah but i realized that it was satisfying the competitive side that i do have inside me yeah but at the same time i didn't enjoy the running anymore right oh that's sad yeah yeah it, it was that constantly just having to very you know run to a particular requirement kind of took the joy away yeah. i realized after a while so i was chasing that i did it so that i could go to a duathlon race and basically uh get a trophy yeah but the running itself wasn't as joyful no so I how do you find that joy then where does that come from again <laughs> Um, I did, I, at that time, I also changed from being in a corporate job to, um, being self-employed. So I was building up my business, I had less time to kind of devote to running at a certain time anyways. So I stopped pursuing the, um, the racing, basically, duathlon racing. Um, and then I had to find this it was totally was a process i felt lost no goal um i felt very very lost for a while yeah <clears throat> and then tried to set new goals and then had injury issues or something like that i signed up for chicago marathon 2019 
and um, sort of an old injury reared its head at that time that probably never properly healed up when I started getting to longer runs. I actually never ran Chicago. Um, so, yeah, it was <clears throat> a long journey from trying not to have goals and then kind of thinking, what am I training for? Yeah. <laughs> um, let me set some goals and then not going through with it for a particular reason. So um, it was quite a journey to get to the point where I'm like, actually, um, I, I'm just going to, I'm just going to. I'm now I'm able to just enjoy it for what it is but <clears throat> it took a while for me to get from that competitive side to back to um back to just that joy I mean I I studied sort sports psychology over, over the last three years yeah. and one of the exercises we had to do um, and I will remind myself of that when I kind of don't feel like or I'm wondering why am I doing what I'm doing training wise. <clears throat> and that was we had to go back to when we initially got into sports training, whatever it is, whatever sports, and then kind of go back <clears throat> and ask ourselves, why, why do we love it? Why do we stick with it? Why did why did I get into it? So I grew up um i played a lot of football with the boys always running around in the mud um i just it, i realized that from when i was quite little i just enjoyed running around and movement overall that is what gave me joy yeah um and so that exercise during my course actually i found that really helpful when i realized that to kind of go back to basics um uh so yeah i use that as a reminder now when i'm like why am i still doing this <laughs> yeah that sounds really helpful actually i'm just yeah i'm thinking back to my first run and yeah i can see how that would would help mm. yeah so i mean what about um will, will you go back and do chicago marathon one day do you think or you know what it's funny it's so i there was a time in my life when i just I was just thinking of the next race and the next marathon and the next triathlon or whatever um and now I I think I could be quite happy to not do another marathon yeah it's because I obviously know what it takes to you know train properly for a marathon um and it's so much easier to train for a half <laughs> it's definitely less time consuming isn't it? way less time consuming um so i'm not i never say never because if you know when i started running if you'd asked me if i'd do a marathon i would have still called you crazy <laughs> and, right so i'm always of the opinion never say never but yeah. at the moment i can't actually see it and that's fine i've done a few <laughs> yeah um so it's it's actually okay with me <laughs> oh no that's that's a nice place to be actually yeah. yeah yeah that's a really nice place to be um so what would you say was the most standout moment or race um in your running so far then that you're proud of um <clears throat> proud of um 
probably my maybe a couple of things um my second berlin marathon although the one thing that was really annoying so i got a pb uh around 347 um just outside of um being able to get a good forage for london at that time um but the annoying thing was so i, I loved it because i still i still had energy at the end of that <laughs> Brilliant. Um, it was a bit annoying because the next day I had trained well for it. I had stuck to the training plan, done my interval sessions. Um, so done. I thought I'd done really well. Um, and yeah, uh, the next day I didn't have any doms. I never had doms after that race. So I knew I should have pushed harder and gotten that good for age. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, you've 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 done well though for a PB. But yeah, there's always that doubt. Could I? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that was actually a. It was like a really enjoyable race again. Um, and um, this has more to do with sort of an adventure. One of my my partner at the time, when I did Paris Marathon in 2015, um, he he had this um adventure planned so brighton and paris marathon were the same weekend and he roped me into doing so he did the three peaks with cycling in between the week before brighton marathon yeah so we came down from scotland to scapel pike and then to snowden and he then cycled down to brighton and ran the brighton marathon I did Scafell Pike and then went back home to London, went to Paris and ran the Paris Marathon. So, um, so yeah, we cycled about, I cycled about 450k during that week up to mountains. Not yeah. the best marathon prep, but. <laughs> no, no, yeah, I don't think we'd be recommending that in the training. No, practice. no, no, no. But it was just one of those crazy yeah. things. <laughs> What an adventure. Yeah, and I still did quite well. I ran, I mean, after all of that and being underfueled during the week. Yeah. Um, because I struggled eating basically, spending all the time on the uh, all my days on the bike. Um, still got like a four and a half hour marathon. Oh wow, yeah, what a what a memory. Mm. That's fantastic. Um, so yeah, I'm going to finish up with a quick fire round. Sure. If you don't mind. So, yeah. um short but sweet answers. So let's go. Yeah. So preferred running surface, road, trail or track? Uh, I have to go for a trail. Yeah, why? Go on, I'll let you answer why. Um, I I sort of, I just like the, it's, you know, it's that bit of bounciness or like, you know, when you run through a forest and you have that bounciness off that yeah. forest floor. I just like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, morning or evening runs? evenings it feels easier to me <laughs> <laughs> uh, favorite post-run snack um protein bar yeah 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 and music or no music on your own no music no never music. never run with music in my life <laughs> uh, cross training activity of choice i think you've already answered that one um yeah cycling yeah i guess yeah and um, if you could run anywhere in the world where would it be um i would do i used to live out in on the west coast in the us 
and there's a, a relay race called um, Hood to Coast. So it's in Oregon. Yeah. Um, and a bunch of my friends at the time, I wasn't a runner uh, when I lived out there. Um, and that's, it's just, it's probably the world's most popular relay race, actually. Um, and I would have loved to do that. So you basically run from uh, the mountains to the sea. Yeah, that sounds amazing. One day, yeah. maybe, you'll get there. Um, if I can find a team, and <laughs> the team gets in, so it's very hard yeah. to get into it, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> if you could have one superpower to enhance your running, what would it be? Um, uh, make myself run really hard on the track. <laughs> oh, is that not something you enjoy doing? No. <laughs> It's the pain. <laughs> I, I always feel and I know I could try harder. Sort of. Yeah, that's how I feel anyways. <laughs> uh, most unusual or memorable running encounter? Uh, encounter what with a person? Yeah, or just, you know, running memory. I, I guess you already kind of answered that with your... Um your mountainous adventure before Paris. And that was one of them. Yeah. And uh, another one would be um, <clears throat> back in Switzerland years and years ago, running in um, the day after there was a lot of snow falling and running on that. So the, the sun come back out, blue skies, sunshine, and you're running on this kind of compacted snow um that is almost like a little bit bouncy yeah that was just that was amazing I love that yeah I admit that sounds wonderful yeah actually. yeah <laughs> being winter a winter runner like yourself yep. <laughs> uh, running pet peeve is there something about running or races that annoys you or makes you cringe um don't laugh um you know when you go to a race there will always be people who, prior to the race, they've put like tiger balm on or something. Yeah. Um, just the smell of it. The smell of it. <laughs> I hope you're not one of them. <laughs> I'm not personally one of them, but I know exactly the smell you mean. Yeah. It reminds me of um, PE changing rooms at school. Actually. Yeah, exactly. It. I just. I think I have flashbacks to, to yeah. that. Or... Yeah. Yes, Yeah. <laughs> Yes. And last but not least, preferred race distance. Uh, <clears throat> nowadays, I would say 10 miles, half marathon. Yeah. That's changed over time. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much, B. It's been wonderful no. chatting to you and finding out a little bit about what makes you tick. And yeah, I've had a really nice, enjoyable um, half hour or so chatting. Um, would you like to tell our listeners where they can find you um, on socials and your website? Yeah, so on um, on Twitter or X, sorry, I'm at irongirl41. Iron um, and my website is be my coach. So that's B-E-A, mycoach.com. Um, that's probably the easiest ones. Yeah. 
lovely well we'll pop, we'll pop those details in the show notes if anybody wants to get in touch with you uh, but thank you so much and we'll hopefully see you co-hosting another uk run chat hour soon well if you'll have me i'll be there yeah of course <laughs> always yeah thank you all right thanks michelle